Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, Steve Stein here, and today we're going to be doing is talking about the importance of repetition and understanding how you can apply various different licks with repetition, but understanding how important it is to actually apply that to the rhythm that's being played. So what you're listening to in this jam track is I'm in the key of F sharp. It's a blues thing. Um, although I'm really not worried about in this particular video, I'm not worried about trying to make attachments to the one chord and the four chord. I'm just trying to do some repetition and make it fit within the context of the rhythm that the, the uh, chord progression is giving me. So this is in the key of F sharp. Okay, that's what we're doing. So what I'm thinking is I'm trying to make some sort of rhythm that fits in the context of that kind of triplet thing. So what I do is I'm starting off, the whole thing I'm, I'm playing here is just straight out of A minor pentatonic, and then ultimately I wind up adding a blues note. So what I'm doing is I'm starting off, I'm going up to the minor pentatonic up here on the 14th fret. And I'm playing up there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up to this, the uh, 17th fret, and I'm going to do a bend there. And then I'm going to play a three note lick that goes 14 on the first string, 17 on the second string, 14 on the uh, second string as well. So I have 14, 17, 14. So I'm doing that bend. And then I'm playing those three notes. Now, you don't have to pick them if you don't want to. If you'd rather do a pull off or something like that, it's perfectly fine. But what I want you to catch on to is the rhythm that I'm playing here. So I'm going one, two, three, da da da. One, two, three, da da da. And then what I do is I move into a. So I, I move the bend a little closer and change the rhythm. So I'm going one, two, three, one, two, three. And then what that does is leads me into the next lick. Now, again, you can change these up any way you want, do them any way you want. You don't have to do them exactly as I'm doing them. And please always remember to add your own nuances. You don't have to bend like I do. You don't have to do vibrato the way I do. You don't have to do the pull-offs the way I do or pick them all or whatever. You have to find a comfort zone that works for you relative to the tempo that you're playing at. So if you're playing along with this jam track, you're stuck here, right? That's what you're going to be doing. So you have to find a way of being able to perform this 
that's comfortable. The lick is comfortable. The way that you're playing it with down picking or alternate picking or whatever you might be doing. Now, when I do this particular one, okay, it doesn't really matter where I don't do them all down. How, what, what's most comfortable for me is I do the first one as a down, and then this one winds up being a down as well. So I go down, up, down, and then it would start on an upstroke when I come back around. But but that might not be the most comfortable for you. You might decide you want to do them a different way. And again, it, there's no right or wrong to this. The The point is, is just finding something that is consistent for you. So when you want to play something, you can replicate it in what it, whichever way feels comfortable. And that really does feel the most comfortable to me, even though it might seem awkward that I'm starting with an upstroke when I start the pattern over. And it's okay if you do it differently. So now let's look at the second pattern that we've got, which is this thing. And again, you might decide you want to do this a little bit different, but what I'm doing is I'm now adding in the blues note. So I'm going to go 17, 14 on the uh, second string. Then I'm going to head down to the 17th fret of the third string. Then I'm going to head back up to the 14th fret of the second string. So da 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 da. Then I'm going to play 17, 16, 14 on the third string. And then I'm going to head down to the 16th fret of the fourth string. So you'll see I'm just playing pentatonic and adding that blues note in. And once I get there, I'm just going to walk my way back to the very beginning going through all the notes I just played. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Now you have to think about this as you're playing this, you'll notice I'm picking everything. And you might not like that. You might decide you want to do some hammer-ons or pull-offs, and that's perfectly fine as well. Now, because the way I'm playing it, I'm ending with an upstroke. Remember that? I was going... So that bend wound up being an upstroke. Well, for me to do this, to, to connect to this second lick or second pattern from the first one I'm doing... Right here. 
to go into that with an upstroke to make it make sense to me. So I'm starting with an upstroke right there. Where you might be doing that differently, you might be, you know, ending the first pattern that you're doing with a down. And if you are, then you'd start this next pattern with that same kind of down. 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 You see what I'm saying? It, the, the, oops, sorry. The, the, the way I'm ending that first little pattern and entering the second pattern is with the same picking pattern. So if I'm ending that first one, every time I do that bend, if I'm, if I'm doing that bend with a down, that means when I start this second pattern, I'm going to start it with a down strum. If I'm doing it with an up strum like I'm doing, I would start that second pattern with an up strum. These are the important things that you need to figure out, not just the pattern itself, but how to execute the pattern so it feels comfortable. So what I do is when I go into the next pattern here, the second one I just showed you, I do it four times. Then on the fifth one, all I'm doing is taking off from that same one because I got to get into my third pattern. So what I'm doing is just coming off this. And when I get to the bottom, I start my next pattern. And this pattern is going like this. So I'm hitting 14 every time on the, or excuse me, 16 every time on the uh, fourth string. I'm going to 14, then 16, then 17. Notice I'm going to 16 in between each one. And I get this cool kind of sound. Sometimes I palm mute it, sometimes I don't. But again, the way I'm getting into this third pattern, this 16, 14, 16, 16, 16, 17 thing, is coming off the second pattern. So I'm coming off this. Now you'd have to decide, if you think about it, as I come off this, the second pattern I play, right here, right there, I just played that 14 and 16. So what I do is I immediately move to the 16 and 16. So I'm not doubling it, I'm going. You see how I'm just segueing right into it. If, if your brain needed to, for comfort, if you needed to play that, and you needed to double that 14, 16 to make it make sense in your head, that's okay. It, it doesn't matter how you do it. The goal is, is just understanding that these little subtle things that we're talking about are the most important parts, where most people just focus on the pattern, but they don't think about how they're moving from one pattern to the next, or how they're picking that actual pattern or how they're going to segue from that pattern into the next pattern they're going to do. You don't have to do it the same way I do it, but the main thing is, is understanding however you do it has to be practiced so it becomes comfortable for you as you're playing. That's what you want to try and focus on the most. So this is a great little practice tool for you, and it doesn't have to be in the key of F sh uh, sharp. Your, your jam track is in F sharp, but you could move this into any key you want. But understand that the rhythm I'm giving you is this triplet. So if you want to do it over something that was straightforward and it had a straight feel instead of a triplet feel, it might it might work a little bit differently, right? Where this particular thing is working really well because it's giving you that 
kind of feel that you're playing off of. That's what makes it sound so cool against that. So just be aware of that a little bit. Practice hard, stay positive, and see what you can come up with, all right? Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Hey, Steve Stein here. One of the coolest things for me is learning how to play bluesy over non-bluesy style chord progressions, which is something that I've done in various bands my whole life. I might, you know, oftentimes I might take a song and maybe the first solo is really compliant to what it's supposed to be. You know, it's it's the style of music that it is and all that sort of thing. And then oftentimes at the end of the song or something like that, when it builds, we'll go into something that is a little bit different where the song will continue doing what it's doing. But what I do is approach it from more of a blues, a kind of rock and roll standpoint. So if you think about it here, this is a chord progression. What I've got here is G major, B minor, C major, and D major. It doesn't service any element of blues per se being the way it is, but what we can do is we can import blues ideas. So what I do is I combine blues isms with the obligation that I have to still create some element of melody. Because if I just get in there now, I'm playing in the G major, E minor standard position there, right? But what I'm doing is I'm really thinking about as they're coming along, what note I'm going to play, and then how I'm going to try and make this sound a little more bluesy or a little more rock and roll. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.